Super Talk Mississippi media production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. Welcome in on a Friday to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are with me. And I guess I was expecting, or maybe I should not have been, based on what all the mock drafts and stuff said late in the process, but I was hoping, I guess I should say, that we'd be able to talk about a first-round pick with you today. That did not happen. Matt Corral did not get selected in the first round. One, one, one quarterback taken in the first round and really Seemingly unprecedented year in the NFL draft. I expected more. Even if it wasn't Matt Corral, I expected more. Did not get more. Only Kenny Pickett at 20 goes in the first round at the quarterback position. He will go today. There's some good teams, uh, good organizations that have early picks in the second round that need quarterbacks. Uh, Seattle, an obvious choice. They have 40 and 41, I believe. Uh, I would be interested to see what Tennessee does, for example. There's a few more, obviously. Washington, Indianapolis, some teams that really could uh, use a quarterback. And um, he'll go in the second round. But still, not talking about that today. Uh, although whoever gave or advised Corral to be there for the uh, the first round, seemingly when everybody knew that it wasn't going to happen, um, kind of a jerk, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. He will get picked for an NFL team, and I think he'll end up being a really good pro. Uh, a lot of people have had things to say about his character and, and stuff like that. Well, you know, th- there's a lot of small town gossip that happens around Oxford. Some of it may be true, some of it not. I don't know. I, I know that he is, uh, an interesting case at the quarterback position, right? He's not squeaky clean like some of the other ones. Maybe some of the stuff out there is true. Maybe that's why he fell. Maybe it's not. I don't know. All I know is whatever team gets him will get a hell of a football player and a guy that, if they give him the chance, will help them win games. So whatever else is going on, I don't have the the capacity to to talk about it or address it, especially when it's just totally off the wall. I mean, all over the place, too. Just rumor and, and stuff that is just so different from one person to the next. Not even going to address it. it. It really doesn't matter. Um, I just hate that that's even a thing. But anyway, he will get taken tonight, and we'll talk about that at some point this weekend. Today, I've got an interesting uh, thought for you. There was an article that came out from Ross Dellinger, and we actually had him on our, our radio show recently to, to talk about that article. And long story short, there are some pretty significant changes coming to the NCAA. There is a new committee because there's always committees. We freaking just love our committees, don't we? We love them. Uh, there is a committee... The Transformation Committee is what it's called. It's made up of over 20 different, quote, high-ranking officials in this landscape, Greg Sankey being the co-chair with the athletic director at Ohio State. Now, I think that's a really good start, knowing who is there and and where they are. And, I mean, you know that the 
commissioner of the SEC and the athletic director at Ohio State has a pretty good grasp of where things are going. And those are the two conferences that have best adapted to the times. They have negotiated the best TV deals. They've got the most money. They understand what's going on. So th- that was encouraging to me. But these proposals that are out there, some of which I assume will go through, maybe some won't because you uh, have this model in the NCAA where Texas State is on the same playing field as Ohio State. And it that, that part of it doesn't make sense, but maybe some of these don't go through. But that's what we're going to talk about today. More specifically, how they impact Ole Miss. Because I think there's one thing in here in particular that will take your baseball program to the, the elite nationally. And rising tide lifts all boats. It will help Arkansas. It will help LSU. It will help Mississippi State. However, one of these proposals, I, I, I think, you know, it could be off base, I suppose, but I think this will elevate Ole Miss baseball into a status that it currently does not have. So we'll talk about all that, Ross's story, and more uh, right after I tell you two things. First, follow me on social media. If you haven't already, you got to find me Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, all under the same name, Michael Borky. Find my YouTube channel, find my Twitter page, find my Facebook page, Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Like, follow, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Also, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. If you're listening in browser, wherever you get your podcast, just search Rebel Report and you will find this podcast there. And subscribe and leave a rating and a review. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website, ABSMS.com. If you are in the market for office technology, really of any kind, copiers and printers, mail machines, cloud storage, data security, IT projects, if it's technology, if it's in the office, and you are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi and you're in the market for it, absms.com is the website. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. Uh, Just tell them I sent you. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they'll find a solution for you. The podcast is also brought to you by LBs, just across from Kroger on University Avenue. It's the best place in this state to get your meat, and the weather this weekend is stunning. Your baseball team is on the road this weekend, so spend your time. Put the TV or your tablet or whatever the whatever you got, put that outside, fire up the grill, and uh, try to enjoy your baseball. I know that might be difficult uh, to, to do this weekend, possibly, uh, but try to enjoy your baseball. At least enjoy the weather that you've got coming, beautiful weather coming this weekend in Oxford. And you got to get that grilling weekend started at LB's. Go buy, see Greg, tell him I sent you. They've got uh, the best selection of meat, sides, advice, daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. That's LB's just across from Kroger on University in Oxford. Uh, Forgive me, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on baseball until results happen. If something happens, I I just, I have, I've talked to people, listeners of the radio show and otherwise about content. And it, it sounds like, with the exception of some of you, looking ahead to the Arkansas series is not something you necessarily want to hear. But I think this story from Ross is interesting. So this happened, uh, this came out on Wednesday. So if you haven't read it, uh, just it's on Sports Illustrated. The transformation committee of the NCAA, as I told you before, Greg Sankey, the athletic director of Ohio State, are chairs of this committee. And here basically is what they are proposing or working on. First of all, Mark Emmert, quote, resigning, end quote. 
is the first step in reforming the NCAA. Now, reading between the lines, it sounds like the NCAA is going to try their hardest to keep their model intact. And by their model, I mean being able to, quote-unquote, govern the Ohio States, the Alabamas, the old misses of the world, as well as the Texas State, the Southern Miss, the Furman, et cetera. They want to keep all of these schools under their umbrella really at any cost. That's kind of what I'm reading here. They sense a displeasure. They sense with the growing television dollars and stuff like that, that there is more incentive than ever to separate. It seems like people within the NCAA have realized how grossly incompetent they've been with basically everything. They've done nothing right. They've destroyed college sports as we know it. It's it's just pathetic what they've done, or really what they haven't done about any of this. And Mark Emmert, again, quote, resigning, is the first step in the transformation of the NCAA. Here are some of the other things they're working on, though, and this is the most important one to you, I think, Ole Miss fan. Eliminating scholarship caps on sports that limit them is one of the things they're working on. Again, eliminating scholarship caps on sports that limit them. As you guys know this by now, baseball is limited to 11.7 scholarships per team. Uh, That has to get divided among the entire team. We know this already. The problem with baseball, as you know already, is that a place like Ole Miss or Mississippi State, although they do get a little bit of help because they include like Memphis's Shelby County as in-state, a couple other surrounding out-of-state nearby counties and areas as in-state. So they get a little bit of help, but not much. But because there's no uh, lottery system, there's no true scholarship system in the state of Mississippi, financial aid for baseball players and softball players doesn't really exist the way it does in Georgia. They've got advantages. The state of South Carolina has got advantages. You have to have a pulse and you get scholarship money to go to college. Vanderbilt's private. They can give out academic money as they see fit. Arkansas gives in-state tuition to all border states. And it's all over the place, all across the map. Scholarship limitations has been a buzzword uh, for what is holding Ole Miss baseball back. Now, it's a bad excuse because they have had good enough rosters and they have acquired enough talent to be better than they have been over the last 22 years. This is not a defense of the, the current state of the program. It's not a defense of that. I do think if the season ends on this trajectory, change needs to be made and Ole Miss will be better for it. However... It is a little bit tougher than some people want to give it credit for because of scholarship limitations. There is no scholarship fund in the state of Mississippi to help stack rosters like they can at Vanderbilt. Like South Carolina should be able to do, but somehow they still can't do it. Eliminating scholarship caps on sports that limit them would level the playing field. And here's what leveling the playing field would do. It would elevate the Ole Miss job and the Mississippi State job, but here to talk about Ole Miss. It would make Ole Miss baseball one of the premier programs in the country. One of the most attractive jobs and destinations for a player in the country. And on top of that, it would make you more attractive to players that get selected early because they won't have to pay their own way. And Ole Miss is one of the very, very few college baseball programs that will have players that are making money on NIL. Because nationally, nobody really cares. But Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, Arkansas, I'm sure Tennessee players are getting in on it now. Um, But very few 
are, are really going to get NIL money in college baseball. They will at Ole Miss. So if that 11.7 limit goes away and nobody can offer in terms of money more that you can offer and you've got the investment, the fan support, the resources, the NIL that Ole Miss has, and you pair that without making these guys pay their own way, you have a national uh, the possibility of a national power. You have every advantage you can think of in baseball at that point. Be a game changer, honestly. It'd be a game changer for, for Ole Miss baseball. And now there's a lot of implications that come with that in the story. Ross talks about how they could possibly leave it up to the conference's discretion because if you just told every baseball program in the country, now you offer 27 scholarships. Dozens and dozens and dozens of programs would fold, and, and you know that already, I'm sure. Dozens of programs would fold. So you could see a situation where like Conference USA says, you know, you can increase the limit to 27, but you don't have to. You know, you can stick with 11.7 up to this number, whatever the case may be. Leave it up to the conference's discretion to kind of keep everything intact. Um, I think that's fair. I think it's reasonable. That system kind of already exists anyway, but create more opportunities for kids to get their school paid for for free. And the next question, of course, is uh, Title IX. Title IX would absolutely be a factor in this. You would have to either add a sport or increase scholarships somewhere else. And to that, I say, cool. I mean, are, are we? is anybody really going to find fault with, let's pretend for a second, that the SEC raises the baseball scholarship limit from 11.7 to 27? And... Each campus now adds 15 more full rides for young female athletes. Sounds pretty good to me. I, I, I mean, if, if that's if that is the con with increasing the scholarship limit, then by all means, please go for it, because I think that's awesome. Uh, gymnastics, swimming and diving, whatever that whatever the case may be. Yes, it adds an extra expense. But again, if we're giving more opportunities for, for young athletes to get college paid for. I'm all for it. That's pretty cool. I might have a daughter one day. I'd like for her, if she plays sports, to have opportunities to go to college for free. I think that's pretty cool. But that situation would make Ole Miss baseball a premier program in the country if that goes through. The next thing would be abolishing limitation on number of coaches per team. That cannot go through. That should not go through. That's a bad, 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 bad idea, and I hope it doesn't happen. Um, there absolutely needs to be a cap on the number of coaches that can recruit, number of coaches that can be on the sideline, support staff, whatever, whatever. But in terms of real coaches that can recruit and that can go on the road and all that, this cannot happen. I hope this gets shot down. Uh, the next one would be expanding direct payments from schools to athletes. Some people don't like that. I don't care. Doesn't bother me. Legal adults getting paid for their services does not bother me as a principled capitalist, I suppose. Uh, they want to reconfigure the recruiting calendar, which uh, I know coaches especially are calling for. And most importantly, they want to close the portal for periods of time. This is something that I've talked about a lot on the on the radio show. I think it's most practical to have the portal open for a very small amount of time. Uh, you open it for two to three weeks after the season. You open it for two to three weeks after the spring, and that's it. 
windows when the portal is open. Otherwise, you shut it down. And if there's communication that you can catch, you punish harshly. Uh, I, I even had somebody suggest to me that if you're caught tampering, you cannot use the transfer portal for a year. Something like that. Um, but things like this situation with the Miami player saying he's going to hit the portal if his NIL demands aren't met, um, you eliminate some of that, the possibility of that by keeping the portal closed. Um, but also if the NCAA was actually competent and was willing to enforce their rules, something like that wouldn't happen anyway because that's pay for play um, and borderline bribery. But anyway, so interesting stuff from Ross. If you want to read it, it's at Sports Illustrated. Um, the the scholarship limit is the big thing for me here, though, because we've talked about portal. We've talked about recruiting calendar. We've talked about you know increasing money for players, whatever. It's that. It's that. Would change the trajectory or the status of Ole Miss baseball. You would get better players. You'd get more better players. And if this would go through, you'd become one of the premier college baseball programs in America. Because right now, you're one of the premier fan bases in America. Uh, You do get good players. You, You are nationally competitive. But there'd be no more limitation. There'd be nothing holding you back. And you're about to put another $40 million into the baseball stadium. You'd have elite facilities, elite fan support, money, NIL. You'd become one of the best if this goes through. So hope it does. Enjoy your weekend. We'll have uh, we'll talk about the Ole Miss players in the draft next time you hear from me. Also, the baseball series, if any anything interesting happens. Y'all have a good weekend. I'll talk to you again here uh, to recap the draft. At some point this weekend. See you guys then. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.